You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. Hello to you all. I'm thrilled to say that we are on episode 14 of the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. It is titled, Happy Feet, Happily Ever After. Do you remember that cute animation film, Happy Feet? And what about the protagonist in the story? The animated, inspiring penguin, which shows up as a tap-dancing enigma who lights up the screen with charisma and energy. It inspires a person to break into a dance move or jig of one's own and definitely lifts the mood. Well, that's the scene I would like to set in your mind when you think about having healthy feet, able to carry out all that life demands of it. I hope it elicits a smile as you think what it takes for your feet to do the heavy lifting required to keep you mobile every day. Are your feet happy? According to the Mayo Clinic, the average American walks 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day, or roughly one and a half to two miles. That equates to about 2.4 or three kilometers a day. So the feet take a lot of strain. I see varying statistics about how much South Africans walk, and I won't wade into the murky subject of taking 10,000 steps a day as a benchmark even though experts feel that 7,000 to 8,000 a day is adequate to significantly reduce risk factors associated with aging. The point is, our feet take quite a beating every day without us really thinking about it. It is actually great to take a moment just to reflect on how blessed we are. But the day comes when our feet quietly at first start to complain when decades of walking start to take its toll. To illustrate, I have to start with an anecdote. When I was in my 20s, I recall how a friend's mother would complain about her achy feet and would always express the need to soak said feet, and I could not quite understand or imagine why she had the need to do that. It seemed weird at first. Fast forward 20 plus years, and I started to experience foot pain on a more regular basis. Believe me, I can relate and 100% understand the need to soak the feet in soothing warm water. But before we go digging into that, we need to touch on the happily ever after bit I mentioned earlier that is so reminiscent of a fairy tale. Think Hans Christian Andersen and Charles Perrault's tale Cinderella or The Little Glass Slipper. Can you imagine wearing a glass slipper? It doesn't sound very comfortable, does it? But in the illustrations I saw as a girl, they were the most delightful, beautiful, magical shoes to be wearing when meeting a prince. And at that age, it had me entranced. Not unlike this week when I was doing research for this topic and stumbled upon the most gloriously gorgeous pairs of shoes, Not quite glass slippers, but the most elegant of heels, constructed from the most luxurious of fabrics and materials. And if you start dreaming of shoes of the quality and beauty as handcrafted by Italians, or the most enticing of French couture, it could very well feel like the shoes are heaven sent and I were smitten. 
not only the ones that look as though they could have been produced by a Jimmy Choo, but the fantastically comfortable trainers also make this heart happy. What is it with a girl and her shoes? Perhaps it is the expression of our femininity. Whether we sashay at a special event on a pair of sparkling heels or dash around doing errands in a comfortable but statement pair of trainers. But to feel good in our footwear, we need to look after our feet, especially as we get older, so that we are not hampered by the villain, the antagonist of the story of our own happy feet, which I'll address a bit later. Feet feel cramped in shoes, sore, achy, inflamed, etc. And this brings me to my own sorry story with sore, achy feet. I think that it's quite hilarious that there is a recurrent theme. Once again, it's December holidays, this time 2021. I did a lot of walking on a pair of wedge sandals. I'm not ascribing any blame to them at all. I actually like them. A lot. I love the elevation of the shoe and how feminine I felt. But there was a snag. I had so much pain in the balls of my feet and was encouraged to see a podiatrist. For those of you who may be unaware, I will quote what my podiatrist does from her website and I will mention that she is very good. The website mentions that podiatry is a branch of medicine that involves the treatment, management and prevention of lower limb and foot conditions. Podiatrists treat and manage conditions such as ingrown toenails, thickened nails, fungal infections, warts, corns and calluses, sprains, sports injuries, fractures, bunions, heel pain and much more. Furthermore, podiatrists can give advice regarding the best way in which one should take care of feet. This may involve advice on correct footwear and designing and prescribing customized orthoses or shoe inserts. Something important I'd like to bring to your attention is that podiatrists also play an important role in the prevention of foot and lower limb ulcerations and amputations in diabetic patients. Her site mentioned something profound. The majority of amputations can be prevented by regular foot examinations and treatment by a podiatrist. For those who suffer from diabetes, this is probably like winning the jackpot and I hope it brings along with it a tremendous sense of relief. Perhaps you feel like breaking into song and dance. So you may or may not be wondering about what she prescribed for me. She had a look and said that my feet were quite slim and that the fat padding underneath had deteriorated due to age and that I needed to get orthotics. Not orthodontics as I mistakenly called them in the beginning. Although one's teeth also become problematic in perimenopause, I tell you it is a wholesale onslaught of the body. I had to wear these orthotics for at least six to eight hours a day after building it up from a few hours a day initially. I had to get new pairs of shoes as I literally didn't have anything suitable. The good news is that the inner soles of trainers are removable, making the insertion of the orthotics that much easier. The silver lining was that I was informed that I need not banish my cute shoes altogether. I was allowed to wear them for short periods of time. I liked that I was not doomed to wear trainers that had enough room for the inner soles. They lead ugly sometimes, all the time, and mess up my personal style. Hopefully now, if you're considering seeing a podiatrist with fears that a similar fate may befall you, 
I can genuinely express that there's no need to stress. And I will mention that I managed to find a few nice pairs of shoes, albeit I don't wear them as often as I should. What I should have said off the bat was that I started to develop a bunion quite quickly on my right foot in the run up to the visit, and it probably helped to settle going. I'm so glad I went to see her because even though it was not reversed, the bunion that is, I feel like the bunion has not developed further and is not as bad as it used to be. That in itself is a relief as it was rapidly developing into a painful, inflamed, protruding problem that would have been difficult to manage further down the line. And I'm not in the least afraid of wearing certain styles that I would probably have been reluctant to wear had I not sought intervention. Now comes the not so good news. Our feet change with age. I remember my grand's epic struggle with corns and a bunion she had. And I recall how she cut a slit in her shoe to find some relief. I myself know all too well that horrible pain in the bunion when you walk. I understand the need for warm water soaks and foot care now. Now I'm fully in the know and yes with age it is normal for our feet to get wider. There are more instances of swelling and the heels get impossibly dry. As a result we may need to change our shoe size, find shoes that are more comfortable and wear our favorite pairs code for high heels for shorter periods of time. We may find that our shoes can start to irritate us more often. And I'll tell you that many a pair of socks has taken a huge amount of punishment in the heels as a result. And sometimes we just cannot wear the same dainty styles we used to when we were younger. In comes the villain to cast a pall on the happy feet emotions and Cinderella fairy tale. After all, what is a fairy tale without a villain? or a wicked stepsister or two. Well, now we talk about hindrances to a happy life or happy feet and off the two intertwine. The good news is that many of our issues with our feet, even when we age, are manageable, preventable or treatable. It does not have to be debilitating and have a debilitating effect on our lives. I think I wore all the dainty styles when I was younger and comfortable shoes no longer look as bad as they used to years ago either. Brands have definitely seen that we need pretty and comfortable rolled into one shoe. Yes, some pairs are by nature going to be a bit pricier, but I believe the investment is worth it. Things are changing. If you manage when you wear your trainers and with remote work on the rise, we can wear our comfortable shoes most of the time and save our lovely dainty high heels for those special occasions. In fact, I feel like we are more than winning. We can afford to spoil ourselves with a really timeless, beautiful pair of shoes every now and again, and know that these beauties will last for quite some time. On the other hand, we can invest in some good shoes for every day that really make a difference to our feet. Both the practicalities and aesthetics have an opportunity to win as well as our budgets. I'm also encouraged to say that there are a number of products available to help us to remove dead skin on our heels. I love the Swiss brand, I think it is, Walida Skin Food, that contains chamomile and calendula as well. And besides that, also the availability of various organic oils, etc. These can make an inexpensive dent in our pockets by pack a huge punch. The wealthy are not described as well healed for nothing. 
I think taking care of your heels helps you to look put together and polished, a look that is timeless, classic and always in fashion. So to summarize, if we invest in foot care and wear good shoes, we are in pole position to save money and prevent anything bad from happening further down the line, providing such peace of mind that helps the rest of our inner souls, that is soul with OU, to remain calm. As I've alluded to before, aging brings about changes. A WebMD article clearly defines it as follows. Getting older often can bring on extra weight and fat, but the one place you can lose padding is in your feet. That's bad because you need a cushioned layer to protect your tootsies. From the daily pounding, you may feel pain in the ball of your foot and heel. Shoes with cushions or custom-made foam shoe urns, shoe inserts called orthotics may help. Or your foot doctor may suggest another treatment like filler injections to replace the fat pad. Sounds very familiar to me, I must say. The same article then described other conditions to be careful of and I will try to summarize the applicable ones here. Number one, Morton's neuroma. It's very common and as many as one in three may have it. Do you? Symptoms include pain in the front part of your foot or a feeling like you're walking on a rock or a marble. It happens way more often in older women and in those who wear high heels or shoes with a tight um, toe box. Switching footwear, shoe pads and massage may help. If your pain gets severe, your doctor may suggest steroid shots or surgery. I won't be lecturing anyone wearing high heels, but it is best to be aware of what can possibly happen down the line. Cracked heels is number two. Mature skin makes less oil and elastin, which leaves it drier and less supple. Without regular care, your heels may harden, crack or hurt. Being overweight worsens the problem. Special creams called keratolytics help slough off the top layer. Follow up with a pumice stone to remove dead skin. Apply moisturizing lotion every day. If your heels get swollen and red, talk to your doctor. You may need prescription ointment. I remember how my grandma used to slough off that dead skin with a pumice stone. Number three is plantar fasciitis. The plantar fascia is a long ligament that runs along the sole of your foot and supports your arch. Repeated stress, like jogging or even everyday strain, can irritate it, causing pain and stiffness. If you have high arches or are overweight, you may be prone to this problem. Number four, ingrown toenails. Sometimes the size of a nail, usually on the big toe, grows into the skin. It can happen at any age, but it's more common in older folks. Your toe may swell, hurt and get infected. Sweaty feet, being overweight and diabetes all add up and raise your chances for an ingrown toenail. To prevent it, avoid cutting your toenails too short or wearing tight shoes. In severe cases, your doctor may have to remove the nail root. Other conditions worth mentioning are osteoporosis, flat foot, gout and Achilles tendonitis. The latter is defined as follows. Achilles is the tendon you use to flex your foot when you climb stairs or go up on your toes. Age and lowered blood supply can weaken the tendon. Your heel or the back of your ankle may hurt. So rest, ice and medication can help fight the spilling. Don't ignore the problem, you could need surgery for serious tears. I have to mention the ubiquitous bunions. 
the bane of many an older woman's life. These are those painful bony lumps that grow along the inside of your foot at the joint where your big toe meets your foot. Bunions grow slowly as the big toe angles inward. Tight, narrow shoes like high heels may worsen them. That's why bunions appear much more often in women. They can run in families too. Icing, special pads and shoes aren't, that aren't too tight help. A doctor might suggest surgery in serious, in serious cases. We're nearly done. Another common condition is bursitis, which is small fluid-full sacs called bursa help cushion your joints, bones and tendons. Repeated motion or friction from shoes can make them swell. In the foot, your toes or heel might get red, swollen and painful. Then a rather surprising one. Hammer toe. It's an abnormal bend in the middle joints of your toe. It's usually your second toe next to the big one but it can also affect the third, fourth and fifth toes. You'll notice an unusual shape and you may have some pain when you remove it as well as corns and calluses from the toe rubbing against your shoe. Your doctor can treat it with special footwear, pain meds and sometimes surgery. Did you know about this condition? Then there's claw toe. I'm not going to go into that today as well as stress fractures and fungal infections. We just need to be sure to give our feet regular tender love and care and do the pedicures required, even if we do it ourselves. Pedicures are no longer cheap either, but what a lovely opportunity to do it at home and spend some time on self-care and paint one's nails a favorite color or match it to an outfit for those who have some time on their hands. Perhaps some are footloose and fancy free, wondering about meeting Prince Charming. Don't let those heels get in the way. <laughs> Just joking. Eagle-eyed fashionistas are probably likely to see it but it does make one feel good, confident and groomed. But as I expressed from the start, one can actually find joy and happiness in the feet. They may not look as nice as when we were younger and the veins may protrude ever so slightly. But if you've traveled, they have probably allowed you to view incredible vistas. If you've played sport or enjoyed the outdoors, they've allowed you to push your body that little bit more that little bit further or they've allowed you to experience the sights and sounds of nature to dance like nobody's watching or have faithfully taken you to the office helped you to meet your friends for a movie etc in one's midlife you start to relish the blessings of all we have ironically when we're no longer in our prime here come my thoughts for the 20 somethings would you please take care of your feet when you are younger Wearing shoes that help your feet to function optimally the majority of the time. I do understand the need for that stiletto or barely their sandal sometimes. But making informed decisions about your feet when you are younger could prevent a lot of strain or even rectifying corrective procedures later on. All of that saves you money and time. Isn't that a fantastic bonus on top of having happy, healthy feet? At the very least, if you know the changes to your feet will become more evident in your 40s, you're in a position to prevent the calluses and corns that make one feel self-conscious or detract from the appearance of the feet. That said, I embrace the two miracle appendages at the bottom of my body. They have seen things, taken a few knocks and never left me in the lurch. When I needed to run to get out of a sticky situation, they took me out of harm's way. 
I was also going to focus on the hands today, but ironically, I've had my hands full with the topic of happy feet. I'm sure I'll have an opportunity to focus on hands at another stage, as it has been identified as one of the body parts that first show visible signs of aging, and one that many women are keen to look after in order to combat the whole aging stigma. I'm not going to touch on that today, ageism, but I do believe it's a thing. Perhaps I will tackle it in the last episode of the season. We will see. I firmly believe that self-care and healthy self-love will help us to be our best selves, even if our best bits have seen their best days years ago. More than anything, the message I want to leave is simply this, that life is a gift and we need to enjoy it. If we can take preventative measures with regard to disease and possible effects of aging to live more fulfilling lives for longer, then why not? I have relished opportunities to get my feet wet discussing some of these topics. I have sometimes had cold feet about the podcast, but some of you have made timely comments that have nudged me to keep going. To you I say a hearty thank you. Furthermore, I've dragged my heels on my decision for the next season, but it will be more spiritual in nature. I have had a torrid time with discernment, setting boundaries, etc. And I look forward to exploring this more in season two. It will be exploratory rather than definitive because I'm still learning so much. I really hope I won't put my foot in it too often. Hopefully you'll be right there to keep me in my toes. I'm looking forward to the last episodes on the current topic. Thank you for sticking around and chat again next week, three o'clock UTC. Goodbye. Thank you for lending an ear. If you are new, consider subscribing. And if you feel inclined, please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter.